Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Real Talk NYC. It's been a while. With John. With John and Jonathan. And we're in the same room, everybody. We are. It's we're wonderful to see you. You just can't help yourself. You just want to just get in there. That, exactly. Today, we are talking about quarterly and March statistics. So we're combining the two because trends remain about the same. So no sense in splitting it up here. Let's be efficient about things, John. I couldn't agree with you more. But first and foremost, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing really good. The the market is uh, robust. (laughs) Last month that we were kind of, you know, easing into the year. And now we are, we are going like gangbusters in, in some ways just in time for Jonathan to go on vacation on Thursday and Ashton on Friday. Well, that's usually what how it I happens. Say about that? We talk about that all the time. When one of us goes on vacation, we do deals. there's a lot of business that happens <laughs> while the other one's away. So I'm sorry I waited this long <laughs> is really the point of that. Um, With respect to the audience, he deserves it. He hasn't been away for quite a while. So I uh-huh. am applauding him uh-huh. and he's going to have some really fun times don't email wherever me. he goes. Uh, don't no. email so, me. Let's but dive in. statistics in the quarter and the month of March support kind of what we've seen as, as a continuation of last year. A lot of activity happening, a lot of contracts happening. Uh, this quarter was one of the strongest on record. It's interesting. It is a continuation. What we're, we're And then we'll talk about where we see things going from here. And contract signs, highest ever in, in a single quarter, whether you're looking at month to month, quarter to quarter, et cetera, only up 3% from last year, which was also a stellar uh, when you look at March of last year versus this year. But that's because March of last year was like the first really big month that we had as we saw it carry it, it continue through 2021, which why why we ended up on such a big, big year last year. So and up 29% compared to February, which is seasonality. So a lot of the statistics will revolve around seasonality, mm-hmm. spring being our busiest season, more inventory, most inventory comes on February, March is, you know, our, our, our early spring season. So uh, there's a lot of seasonality in this, which, you know, is kind of nice to see it leads us back to sort of a, a sense of normalcy, even in very still unnor- irregular times and crazy time. And just for uh, to jump in, you jump sign contracts are up significantly for the first quarter, but then the inventory numbers, we actively look at the inventory numbers to ascertain softness in the marketplace. And so far in 2022, we have not seen that. Our inventory numbers are the lowest we've seen in over five years at 5,961. Year over year inventory numbers are down 25%. And between fourth quarter 2021 and first quarter 2022, they're down 5%. So that tells us buyers are actively in this market and buying up the real estate. In March, inventory was 6,140 units, uh, down 19% compared to March of 2021, but it actually was increased 6% over uh, February of 2022. So we've seen an increase of people putting their apartments on the market but the activity is just about uh, absorbing the, the new inventory, yeah. correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it all makes sense because the beginning of last year, we had this 
tremendous amount of inventory got eaten up through 2021. So that the year over year number certainly makes sense. And then seasonality is makes sense in terms of, yes, we've had a, a slight increase at what, 6% or yeah, whatever um, compared to February. A lot of times February, it's always this discussion around when we're talking to sellers, you know, when do we list it? When does the spring market really, you know, get chugging along? Do you want to be on the early part of that spring market? Do you want to be on the later part of the spring market? Which, you know, a lot of things go into that decision, you know, whether you have a terrorist, et cetera. So mm -hmm. I think it's, I think, you know, it's amazing buyer psychology. And when you're showing apartments and when buyers have to go out in the snow and the terrible weather, there's a psychology there. Unless they are desperate, they want to get in before the interest rates go up anymore, or they are a first-time buyer and they want to jump in, a lot of times there's some window shopping there going on. But the moment that the spring flowers are out, the sun's brighter, warmer temperatures, I definitely see yeah, that we changing hit that daylight mentality. savings time. Yes. That's always the big trigger, which hopefully we we're just talking about. Hopefully that's, you know, we don't have to deal with that anymore. So is that going to change our our seasonality? Anyway, I didn't want we'll to, I didn't want to take you digress. You know, I, I, I definitely digress. But let's talk about uh, days on market, right? So days on market also, we've seen a real decrease in days on market. We've got we're down 30 percent year over year. Again, totally makes sense. 2020 into 20 early 2021, we had uh, a glut of inventory that had been sitting on the market for a really long time. As those transacted, as those go to contract, it, you're locking in those days on market. So it totally makes sense uh, that we're, we see a, a, a real significant difference there. But we're also down 9% quarter over quarter from Q4 of 2021. So, which means things are still moving. Mm -hmm. Things are, and, and that's that lack of supply, demand still high. So as soon as things come out, buyers are looking at them and they're transacting. And it's not across the board. There are still caveats and, and nuanced markets in Manhattan and in New York City as a whole. So it's not across the board, just to reiterate, these are general, these are market as a whole. But as anybody knows, every little neighborhood has its own nuances. Mm -hmm. And within the housing inventory, depending on what that apartment looks like, feels like, amenities that it specifically has or the building has, it changes those things. So it's all has to be tailored. And that's why you work with somebody like John Gastaska. <laughs> oh, I, or Jonathan Conley. <laughs> so uh, I, but I, overall, days on market kind of making nothing, no surprises. Days on market continues to come down. The one interesting point when you break that down on a price categories, we've seen the lowest days on market figures in the five hundred thousand to two million dollar categories, yes. and I think that's what we're seeing is that market, which we talked about last year, coming back into play mm -hmm. and being the bigger engine that drives our market. That's an indicator of that. So. Hopefully that continues, and I think it will, which, and, and one of the big reasons why I think it will is interest rates, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Right. Uh, but that was the one interesting point that I saw in the days on market. And the other, the other interesting point that I saw on the days on market are in the 5 million and above, the, the luxury real estate, where the, uh, there's a six-year low, 148 days on the market on average. So, so the, the more expensive apartments are still, uh, if they are priced very, very well, they're moving, uh, they're moving, they're moving much quicker. Yeah. And uh, so I, I like to see that. 
I think we've addressed the fact that the market is moving and that uh, inventory still remains constricted and mm -hmm. buyers are jumping in to take advantage of what is now turning into a more elevated interest rate environment. So mm -hmm. they're trying to capture these low interest rates before the rates tick up. And unfortunately, the rates are now ticking up. And we've talked all through 2021. It's like, buyers, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Capture these really unbelievably low interest rates. I think a lot of buyers over the past several years have gotten so used to two and 3% interest yeah. rates. When I came into the real estate market and bought my first home, I thought I was doing really, really, really well at five and a half percent. Well, we're now approaching and historically that, speaking, that we was were. really, really well because yeah. when I started selling real estate, they were at nine percent, eight and a half percent, and then I thought, wow, seven percent was really good. So, yeah. and um, that's what we have to keep reminding people. I was just on the phone with a with a client that needs to sell and buy, and you know, as those rates go up, she's not going to be able to get correct. as much money uh, cheaply. Yeah. cheaply. So her monthlies are going to go up. And, you know, one of the things we tell our buyers is, yes, rates, it's unfortunate that you didn't lock in a rate at two and seven eighths or three and a half or whatever. And now rates are four and a half, five percent now in a 30 year fixed. But historically speaking, I mean, I've said it before, we had people, you know, running through the streets screaming when we hit six percent, whatever that was, what, 15 years ago or 12 years yeah. ago, whatever it was to say, you know, everybody in the financial world saying you're silly if you don't buy a piece of real right. estate with rates as low as they are. That's still if we're at five percent, even that still holds true. So I think it certainly will be the biggest factor going forward in this year to see what happens with those interest rates. I mean, the the hopefully there's not as aggressive of a move mm -hmm. coming down the pathway here and they just trickle up a little bit or down. You know, it, it's always an up and down thing. But if they if they climb above that six percent we're going to see a change in our market, in definitely. my opinion. Oh, definitely. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's always the thought of, okay, well, what ha where do we go from here? Like, are they going to come back down or are they going to just keep going up? So there's still going to be that pressure that if you're in a position to buy your primary residence, especially your primary residence in the city in the next year, there's real drive to do it now versus waiting. Because I think across the board, from everything I see, in, everybody's expecting those rates to continue to go up. Yes. Yeah. The problem is, is that directly competes with the amount of inventory that we have on the market now and the lack of inventory, good inventory. So if you're a seller, what does that mean? Get it out there. Put your apartment on the market. If you're going to sell it within the next year anyways, it. get it out yeah, there now and try to get in before those rates continue to go up because that will have a big, big effect. We're talking about big numbers here. Correct. You know, I don't care whether you're buying a $300,000 studio in Tudor city or whether you're buying a $15 million apartment, everybody wants to finance because rates are historically low. So you tick up a one, 1%, half a percent. You're talking about a lot of money relative mm -hmm. to your, your price point. So sure. the only thing that I would add to that is that I definitely agree that the that the interest rates will impact our market by the the the, the um, how quickly that they escalate. Yeah. All right, and that's not in our control. Right. But the intense high inflation that we're experiencing, the highest in forty years, that factor 
bodes well for hard assets. Buyers who are in the, real, in the uh, stock market will tend to shift money out of their portfolio, so to speak, and buy into the real estate. So yeah. that could counter the increase of the interest rates. Yeah. Which, which avenue is it's going to win is not in our control. So yeah, what, not to be an alarmist, not to be, oh, you yeah. know, you got to run out there and just buy anything. Of course, you want to make sure it's the right fit. And there's so many other factors in New York City, mar- in our New York City market, that it's hot. You, you can't just pigeonhole it into one specific statistics That's because right. all those, what all the different statistics that people look at and all the trends that people look at are different based on the profile of the buyer, exactly. based on their financial profile and where they have their assets invested. So, it's and more complicated, I would say, here certainly because of the price points we're at and the co op world in terms of mm-hmm. uh, required financials for people to even buy a piece of property. Sure. We have a lot savvier or diversified financial profiles here. So it is something that people should, you know, take with a grain of salt, so to speak. Yeah. It's not just about that interest rate, but I'm not a financial planner. The only talk to your people. <laughs> the only <laughs> the only thing I would I would end with or at least add to the mix is that in Manhattan, we live on a little island. And we all live on top of each other in different neighborhoods, different segments of the market, from way uptown all the way down to the financial district and Battery Park City. Each little microcosm has their own specific market in real estate. So where the market could be really, really, really strong in the West Village, it could be much lower and much lighter up in Inwood. I'm just using those two markets as an example. But when we hear the most robust first quarter in Manhattan history, that can tell, that can trigger a false sense of reality for sellers whose apartment is not selling and them saying, well, my apartment's priced here, mine should be selling. Mr. Real Estate Broker, you're, you're not doing your job. And we as real estate brokers, it's our job to counsel the sellers. As you said, some segments of the market are much more robust than other segments, but one must look at the pricing of the home. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, an apartment sells when the market responds. And that's, you got to get to a price where where you're going to hear the market. And I don't agree with the assessment that there's no buyers in the market at this time for certain apartments on the market. So that's where Jonathan and I disagree because Jonathan, I'm, I'm calling you out. You've said that yesterday. And I said, no, you're wrong. <laughs> Actually, I said it today. You said it today. <laughs> so I'm here to tell you, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, if your apartment is not selling, wake up and let's reevaluate pricing. We're very good at it. Listen, I, I accept your point. What I do think is that there are there's there's always a limit. Like, okay, yes, you can continue to reduce your price and you can get to a place where, yes, of course, some I'll come in and buy it if it's priced 30% under market. Of course. But do you really want to do that? So it is always a balancing act. Um, if you have a property in a market that's very, very slow, you have one of two options. You can either wait and knowing that the days on market are the biggest devaluing factor that we have. So you are automatically devaluing your space the longer you're on the market. 
or you try to go to the market. The problem is, is if a market is very, very thin at that moment in time, that you have to go to a level that's for most, when you're looking at comps and you're looking at things in black and white, you really have to undersell the property. What does thin so, mean? Thin means just not a lot happening, not a lot of activity happening. And, and we've talked about it in the past where we have the, ca the different caveats. We got a lot of activity right. happening. On some of, on some, in some categories, but the pied-a-terre market, the secondary buyer, home buyers, that market is very, very slow right that. now. Mm -hmm. Midtown locations, certain locations in Midtown. Very, very tricky. And we're experiencing that on some properties, one in particular. But so it, it always has to be taken as if you're getting the exposure that you're that you should be getting with your real estate agent representing you, if you have good marketing pieces, et cetera, it still does not mean that the apartment's going to sell. It may come down to, and it, it many times does, comes down to just the price, or you wait it out. And either way you look at it. The price is going down. The ultimate price that you're probably going to sell at is continuing to go down because of the devaluing factor of days on market. Mm -hmm. So I agree and yet disagree. How's that? Bottom line is that the market's moving. We still have constricted inventory at all different price levels. I think that if your apartment is not selling, call us and we would love to, to address it, address the price of that home. <laughs> That's my own plan yeah. for us. Or staging or, you know, oh, like there's yes. the marketing pieces make a big difference because everything's online these days. So people, you know, if they don't think the pictures look decent, if they're not, uh, if the furniture, furniture is horrid um, and not decorated well, or it's not staged nicely, so to speak, then people it's may just pass it up. It's a challenge. You know, yeah. it's, it has to pr be presented in the best light. Yeah. So and we're very good at doing that. We are. And it's so fun. listen, what do you say? We'll let these lovely people go. Been great seeing you. I'm so glad we're together. I'll see you in a week. So anyway, listen, it's great to see you. You're going to come back all refreshed and tanned. And I'll see you for the April numbers. In the meantime, be healthy, safe. Most of all, remain in gratitude. And thank you very much for watching. Till next time. Thanks for watching or listening to the Real Talk NYC Real Estate Podcast. If you want to find us online or sign up to get our monthly and quarterly market stats, come on over to our website, gestaskaconlinteam.com, or you can find us on all social media with the handle at Team. If this show was helpful, entertaining, or informative, consider telling friends and family or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss our next episode, and we'll see you next time.